What's up, fellas? Uh, I was just saying it's too quiet around here. I need you four guys down in the basement. <laughs> yeah. Well, the three of you and that rabble rouser, Logan. <laughs> is it too quiet there at the Spitaro household now? It is. It is. It's not the same without you guys. Aw. You say the sweetest thing. A patter of little freaks. <laughs> <laughs> is my fan too loud? Can you guys hear it? I don't right now. Be serious. You don't have any fans. <laughs> Back to the bin. Oh. So what's happening, boys? How was the trip home? Eh, uneventful, I would say. Well, considering you're a man who doesn't like to fly, uneventful is the way you want to go. Yeah, there you go. Well, Matt's online. Matt just popped up online. And what's he doing? Does he want to join uh, us? I don't know. Hunsworth? I guess, yeah. It just said Matt is online. That's all I saw. Yeah. He should have joined us up here last week. That would have been cool. Yeah. Should have. Yeah, he could have probably kept up with you, you long-legged bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm so freaking out of shape and fat, and yet you couldn't keep up with me. So it's, no, it's not a good reflection on you, my friend. I felt I was re- that like I was reliving the Bataan Death March, except it was the Manhattan Death March. Guys are trying to kill me. Those photoshops were pretty funny. The Flash <laughs> one I thought was particularly funny, but the uh, who did those, Chris? I assume the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is a good one. Yeah, I like that one. I was flipping off the Simplex Grinnell truck, <laughs> but they, <laughs> they stuck Bloomberg in front of me. And I was all, and I was already holding that that cup. I was holding Ben's drink for him while while we were walking. So it just it just worked out perfect. Yeah, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was good. So what you been up to? Anything? Just working this week. Yeah, work, work, work. I gotta be up early tomorrow too. Uh-huh. I gotta drive all the way back down to Fort Myers again. I was there yesterday. I gotta drive back again tomorrow. That's like three hours from my house. Uh, three, that's three driving hours. past your house, Paul. I mean, Scott. That's like driving to Daytona. Wow. Ugh. So I know I know the three of us had a great time together and seemed like Ben did. Did Logan have a good time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. good time. Good, I'm glad. Well, but yeah, I found some things out like why he didn't eat at the... Like why he didn't eat much at Dario's and at your cookout. Because he was afraid that if he didn't like something, he didn't want to like spit it out like... Bleh! Who, uh, ben or Logan? Ben. Ben. I, if he spit it out, I wouldn't care. Just... Well, so, I mean, he was just kind of being polite, but he was, you know. Yeah, but you don't starve yourself to be polite. Yeah, I know. That's that's why we had to go foraging for food like bears in your uh, in your cupboard there that one night. You were looking, Which... for a pic- looking for a picnic basket. Hey, boo-boo. Let's uh, get a picnic basket. <laughs> Although, I, thank... I did find Logan's stash of ribs in the, in the basement refrigerator. You know, I thought about that later on. I'm like, didn't? Didn't he bring ribs back? So yeah, <laughs> yeah I was looking like, like I think it was Tuesday. I was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> it was a little plate of ribs. So did Gene actually, or whoever, did they actually put that two true freak store? Is it like up and running? Uh, that I do not know. Or is I that would... just kind of an example of what we're planning to do? Yeah, I'm not entirely positive on that myself. Be cool to have back to the bin shirts out there. Yes, it would. 
my thought always was to have the picture on the back and then over by like the breast pocket, just have the words back to the bins, shtick happens. <laughs> Is that our logo or our uh, our uh, motto? Our catchphrase, whatever? It's, well, it never kept caught on as a catchphrase, but I always thought it was our, our motto. <laughs> I don't hear anybody actually say it, so I don't know if you can <laughs> well, say it's a catchphrase. Well, we need to start putting it in there. Our catchphrase is, I got nowhere else to go. I got nowhere else to go! I got nowhere else to go! I got nothing else. Or you're failing! You are failing! You are Lincoln! <laughs> look, look, look at Lincoln in his little car. <laughs> meep, meep. It's, is, that, is, he in a, is he in a Lincoln? No, that's a <laughs> I what kind of car that is. See, I think like my first a... thought was it was a Caddy, but it might be a Lincoln. It looks like a Ford Fairlane or a... I can't tell. I'm thinking that's a Ford, because I had a Ford Fairlane that looked a lot like that. How old are you? I had a 58 Ford Fairlane. Honest. Okay. It had the headlight in the hood and opened the opposite direction, like a Corvette, you know. I just think it would be more ironic if it was a Lincoln. <laughs> Gonna drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot. <laughs> I used to Lincoln. have an album with that song on it. Commander Cody. It's like, it's like kooky tunes or something like that. <laughs> oh, uh, Scott. Uh, oh, so Paul doesn't know what we watched on the plane back home. I do not. What did, Scott on, what did we watch on the plane? We going? watched Star Trek Three on BBC America. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and then they started to play Star Trek Five, like right when we were right when the plane landed. Yep. So we watched it with we watched it with uh, with subtitles and no sound. And every now and then we just make up our own lines. They didn't dub it with English accents. <laughs> Hello, Governor. Genesis. <laughs> Genesis is planet forbidden. <laughs> Or a sector. Uh, I go to a bloody forbidden planet. Why, <laughs> sir, there's only one thing speaking, and it's the ship's computer. <laughs> yeah, we should have Andy dub uh, Star Trek 3. And Andy's too busy saying, I want a jetpack. <laughs> what is that in reference to? <laughs> was when Andy. I, one of the uh, two times I played Andy on in um, Star Wars Battlefront. And um, we had the sound coming through the TV, and Ben was listening to it, and my guy was standing next to Andy, and all of a sudden, some some people started to shoot us, and I just took off and flew in the air with a jetpack. And Andy's like, Bill, where'd you get a jetpack? I want a jetpack, too. It's the worst Andy imitation ever. Oh, it is every time. <sighs> Stop that. Oh. Well, what, what? Yeah, I think you're the one with the, the most, most severe time restrictions, Bill. What's your situation? Uh, I'd like when, to be in bed by 10:30 because I need uh, to get up at 4:30. So you know what? Let's let's get into it. Let's start doing the uh, the months. If we can get through the year, we can do some email too because we got a shitload. Mm. Nice. Oh, I got some good news today. What's They're that? not going to have it. There. That thing is benign. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to have a bear hunt this year, so I can go out without a shirt. <laughs> uh, good to know. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's kind of deadly out there. All right, who's bringing us in? Not me. 1975. We're there. We're back. We're here. We're square. What? I don't know. Let's try to rhyme. <laughs> okay. Square. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Back to the Bins. 
Hey everybody, it's 1975. Welcome back to Back to the Bins. I am Man Jack. <laughs> and with us is little Scotty Spataro. I mean, little Scotty Gardner. A little over there. But yeah, but yeah. Thankfully, Scott and I have no progeny together. Scott, it's, <laughs> it's, it's Scott Lincoln. See that? See, that would be your, yeah. It's your stage name. Scott Lincoln. So I'm Paul Spataro. I'm here with Scott Gardner. And Thanks. that other guy in the, in the in the corner who keeps calling out, that's Bill Robinson. Hey, hey, wah, wah. hey everybody. And we're here to continue the long-forgotten 1975 year in review. As you may recall, we did one episode in which we did half the year, and then we did a second episode in which we did one month. I thought we were going to wait till we got to 2075 to pick this up. Yeah. No? no? So now we're picking up at August of 1975. And do we want to jump right in, or has anybody got any comic? Actually, I have a comic-related comment that I want to mention. I recently received a large package from a friend, hey now. Sandler. Oh, my. And it came with a note that said, Paul, I'm sending you your Christmas gift early this year. There's a lot of DC in this box, and since you're a Marvel guy, I figured you'd have fresh eyes for these. The older, older titles are stories that I now have in absolute or trade version. A few of the du- a few are duplicates that I acquired while buying lots on eBay. There's also there's some new 52 also. The scoop on those is that Rebirth broke me. I was trade waiting Justice League and the Dark Side War. As you can see, I didn't even unwrap those. DC basically Jason Todd'd the new the, the new 52 Superman, and the best part of the new 52 for me was Grant Morrison's jeans and t-shirt Superman in Action Comics. It was a wonderful run. I recommend getting those three trades that collect the 18 issues. I think it was un, an underrated future, fusion of the From Crisis to Crisis era with the best of the Silver Atomic Age Superman. I am dumping DC so that in my mind, the new 52 Superman eventually becomes the Superman and All-Star Superman. Anyway, I can't accept the recent editorial missteps at DC. I'm walking away from DC so that my headcanon can remain intact. I'm glad the DC diehards are getting what they wanted, but all these slapdash, ham-fisted reboots have given me a headache. Hope you find some gems in this box. Gift or sell what doesn't click with you. Have a great summer, Jason. And that was, you know, I think... Uh, the whole reasoning behind his being down on DC, like different people have different reasons why they don't like what they've done lately, but I think it's almost universal. So he sent me a care package that includes a bunch of comics, uh, some of the John Byrne JLA, John Byrne Chris Claremont JLA, an issue of the New Vision series, a couple of issues of the New Black Widow series, some New 52 Superman, New 52 Death- Deathstroke, an older couple of Superboy issues, and some Convergence stuff, Superman Rebirth, which is awesome, Multiversity, Pax Americana, and then in the comic book section, there was one book that kind of caught my eye. It's called Jupiter, and it looks to me like something Chris Honeywell would absolutely love because uh, it looks it has the looks of a 1970s uh, underground comic. But as I looked at it more closely, it's produced by Sandberg Publishing, and it's written and drawn by Jason. Ah. Very cool. I think I'm going to have to post a cover on, uh, on the Back to the Bins page so everybody could see it. But in addition to all of that, he sent me unopened two hardcovers uh, from the Justice League. Justice League Volume 7, and it's the Dark Side War Part 1, and then the Dark Side War, The Power of Gods. That's 
another another hardcover or another two hardcovers, which are Superman for Tomorrow volumes one and two, and then three volumes hardcover of the uh, Superman Earth One by J. Michael Straczynski volumes one, two, and three. So that's pretty awesome. That is awesome. That's Good. that's that was just a huge care package. The only thing that makes me sad is I'm not getting anything for Christmas now. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm a greedy bastard. Well, I would like to shout out to uh, all of our listeners because I received a whole lot of I don't care packages because uh, I didn't get anything, bastards. Well, but uh, you know what? If they're sending it to me instead of you, I want to call out to all the listeners and say, good choice. <sighs> so wrong. So wrong. But I cannot complain because I, uh, as you know, I uh, accomplished uh, a personal goal on the weekend that we were all together in New York recently because I finally completed my run of uh, Marvel Team-Up. I finally got the last two issues that I needed. When we all met up on the first day, uh, Tim Elliott had number 11 for me, which was one of the two issues that I didn't have. And then we went out uh, comic shop hopping. I found the other issue that I didn't have. And you, sir, spotted me the cash to, to pick it up. So I appreciate that very much. So I know. Absolute have pleasure. It's two, two, uh, two freak weekends in New York, two mobile team up series that got completed. Next year, <laughs> somebody's going to come over and say, I have no issues. Buy all of them for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, you also you pointed out that last year I uh, I completed your run for you, and it was I forget the issue number. I want to say it was like one forty nine. I think. I think it was one forty eight. One forty eight, which was uh, Spider Man and Thor. The one that uh, I needed was number seven, much earlier in the run. Also Spider Man and Thor. So how's that for a weird bit of uh, serendipity? And I wanted to let you know. Uh, thank you very much, by the way, for at, at the very last minute, I took your advice and I, I grabbed that stack of, uh, of issues that you had, uh, you know, plopped on the table at the beginning of the visit and you know, you just threw it open to everybody. Hey, you know, take what you want. And at the end, you know, there was still quite a stack left. So I just went ahead and grabbed them. I'm like, yeah, what the hell, you know, I'll find a home for them. It turned out that I needed a whole lot of those uh, X factors, so I appreciate that. So cool! Yeah, I'm, glad, I'm glad good. they found a good home. There you go. And I picked up. Um, I thought I bought more books while we were out comic shop uh, hunting, but I guess I only got two. And I yeah, got yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I got uh, <laughs> no. Seriously, I, I did think I bought more books, but I guess not. But I got um, World's Finest number two seventy three, which is one of the dollar. You know, back when it was in the dollar run days. I'm not sure if this particular one has art by Rich Buckler in the World's Finest story, which is one of the reasons I get these books. But the other reason I get them, uh, it de most definitely has, which is the Shazam feature with uh, Captain Marvel by... Um, um, oh, shit. I can't believe I'm blanking on it. Don Newton. Don Newton. That's the, the other reason that I buy those particular ones. And... I picked up Wonder Woman number 307, which I was so happy about, only to come home and discover, wah, wah, I already got it. So evidently my want list is not up to date, which really kind of worries me because I'm usually rather anal retentive about these sorts of things. So I don't know where that, where I slipped in, uh, in not keeping my want list up to date. So now I'm going to have to go back through and refresh and make sure it's all up to date because I... That's the whole reason I keep these damn lists is so I don't buy the same shit over and over again. But, oh well. <laughs> I have to take a two-minute break because Melissa was out for the day and she's just walking up to the front door. So if you'll give me a moment. 
Sure. Do you guys want to just uh, keep the banter going? That's fine. Banter, 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 Dug out nice. my stuff to make sure, but it's what I had written in my little book. So I picked all those up and a few other odds and ends of Avengers books that I was needing because I just hadn't been able to find them locally around here. So uh, right. So that's that was uh, that, and I had bought Ben that big um, um, trade that was um, the Star Wars Infinites, and then the seven books Infinities. that they put up. Right, the Infinities books, uh, all three series, and then this. The seven-issue series called The Star Wars that was based on George Lucas's right. uh, screenplay, so, which I had collected one or two of those individual issues, but just drifted off and stopped buying them. So now I got them in one big uh, trade, in a trade paperback. So right. Also got a couple of trades from the guys when I was there. I got a G.I. Joe. Let me see. I got them. I haven't taken them out of my bag here. G.I. Joe, I know Tim Elliott gave me a, um, oh, here they are. What do we got? A Speed Racer manga. Woohoo! Like Speed Racer. And I believe it was Dave Pasquarella gave me the, oh, there's the Star Wars. Gave me the Star Wars Boba Fett, Betrayal of the Planet of the Apes, and G.I. Joe. And if I got those confused and somebody else gave them to me, I am sorry, but hey, I'm Dr. Bill. I forget things. <laughs> what else is new? And he also gave me that cool figure I haven't put up yet on Facebook, the, the Admiral Halsey um, yeah. lead figure. Yeah, David Pasquarella gave me uh, Jimmy Doolittle as a little uh, lead figure, mm-hmm. which I think is cool. Admiral Halsey notified me. Hands across the water. I think Paul's Paul's back now. I'm back. I'm back. You can stop singing. You guys are supposed <laughs> to jump in. Water. Hands across the sky. We could we could do our Frampton comes alive again. Please. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle that twice in one lifetime. Oh. Oh, but 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 the. You have to find let, a new song next time. But the live and let die sung by cats was great. Oh, that was awesome. I wish you'd recorded that. Meow meow meow. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. <laughs> uh, All right, are we getting into this or what? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah what I was, that's what I'm waiting for. Let's just jump in. Okay, so we're starting on August Aug- 1975. Augusto, and this was on sale in, not the cover dates, correct? Uh, right. Oh, yeah, yes. I got to I gotta adjust that, I think. Oh, yeah, okay, I have it on sale. I'm good. Okay. So we start off the first book is first issue spe- first issue special number eight. With uh, Warlord Scott, do you have this one? I do not. Uh, you're gonna need that if you, you know. Yeah. Even if you get the complete run of the series, you're gonna need that too. Yep. I I was just uh, before we got started, I was just looking through my collection to see. I was like, do I have that book? Sadly, yeah. I do not. So yeah, I'm gonna need this one because this is the first appearance of the Warlord. Now it is reprinted in Warlord number eleven, but. Yeah, to be a completist, I'm gonna have to get that. Particular. I'm absolutely Ooh. certain that I owned that in the day, and I think I never read it. Aw. Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? It is sad. 
sad that I was so stupid sometimes. Love the cover on that. Yeah, that's a beautiful Mike Grell shot. Mike Grell. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it says the story takes place. They've got the, the story has a date, June sixteenth, nineteen sixty nine. Ten days before I was born. Oh wow. Yeah. And that's only three days of my birthday. Yay! Well, what am I fucking cheering for? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to put, put put the explicit tag or bleep me. Uh, no explicit tag. I'm catching up to you two. <laughs> what, an age? Yeah. You're going to pass me up soon. What? Hey, no, <laughs> no, no, no. We can't have that. So we, got, we got an Adam 12 cover here that looks similar to our Godfather cover. <laughs> wow, you're right. It does. <laughs> What is that? Are they being attacked by a brain? What is that? Brain. Brains. Uh, they, they were trying to be clever with the coloring, but it, it's people. Right. It's like fire? It's like soil and green. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on in there. Ben got really into Adam-12 on uh, on Netflix. He was watching it. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. He was loving it. Adam-12 was one of the most realistic cop shows. Because they would go over, you know, for a domestic squabble. You know, like, not every show was... You know, some you know action, major action. murder or something like that. Yes. You know, there was some run-of-the-mill episodes where they show you know that it could be kind of kind of bland or whatever. And he said, you know, that was more realistic than you know, I guess, uh, well, certainly more realistic than Car Fifty Four. Where are you? Uh, but I'm trying ooh, to think of other ooh, cop shows of the ooh, day. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, sorry. You mean the monsters don't moonlight as police officers? No, no. Uh, <laughs> well, only one of them. Oh, no, I guess the other one did too, didn't he? Grandpa was on that too, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he? was on that. Yeah. yeah okay. Both. Yeah. And he was married in on the show he was married to Charlotte Ray, who looked as old then as she did when she was on Facts of Life thirty years later. Wow. <laughs> I want to back yeah, up that was, action, yeah, that uh, action Comics uh four fifty three. Yeah. Love this cover by uh by Bob Oxner. I don't remember a thing about the story, but I love that cover. Yeah, that's a cool cover. That's that's like when he was channeling Neil Adams, I think. Yeah, you know, so many of these covers that I had long attributed to other artists, I'm, I'm finding that many of the ones that are my favorites from my childhood, you know, Superman-related, um, are actually Oxner, which is really cool because... Uh, well, maybe we should describe the cover a little bit. You've got Superman or someone dressed as Superman. Looks like... Is that um, uh, Pete Hesch, maybe there? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Pulling he, Superman's... like Bibbo or, uh, or uh, Captain Strong or something. He's, he's got like, kind of like a bum's face. Mm-hmm. And he's pulling yeah. over Superman's face and he says, now that Clark Kent is out of the way, it's my turn to be Superman. And Clark Kent, in his Clark Kent clothes, is laying unconscious on the floor. With right. his tie askew. Yeah, which with no Superman costume apparently underneath. Mm. <laughs> So I really like uh, Adventure Comics 440. This was when uh, Apero was doing Aquaman, which is just incredible stuff. Great cover on that. And I was just looking here to see what else was in the issue. There's a Seven Soldiers of Victory story with art by Jose Luis Garcia Lopez that I have no memory of whatsoever. I'm going to have to dig this out because I, I have this and, issue. And we almost got a had a touch of, uh, a touch of greatness with... Uh, the Blessed One. <laughs> did we yeah. not? Yeah, we did. It turned out that uh, he was in, uh, he was at uh, Flushing Meadows Corona Park, like, what was it, a day? Was it the next day after we were there? Well, we, we were there Thursday, was he was there Saturday. That's right, yeah. So it was, yeah, two days later. So I messaged him. I'm like, hey, if you're in the area and we're having a cookout, come on over. I got a response back from him. 
It would have been cool it, if he came by. That would have just been like that would have been cool. That would have been like an all time freak moment when if he just came walking into my backyard. <laughs> we all dropped down food. the ground. You're not <laughs> worthy. <laughs> Every time that he says been, something, praise be his name. That would have been awesome. No, he was very nice about it. Instead, we had our our, our, our what you call it our uh, connection to glory was just each other, <laughs> podcasting greatness. Well, oh, we did we, have a we did a guest. have a, uh, yeah, we had a guest freak. Yeah, we well, uh, we yeah, I mean, I guess Ian is the only one who was there who isn't a TTF regular. Right, right. Although he has appeared on uh, bins before. Mm-hmm. That would be Ian Levenstein, just for the for those. Well, anybody who's listening to this, this will be coming out a week after the show we recorded during the backyard. Ah, okay. So. The Backyard Show. So I'm noticing here Amazing Adventures number 33. And the cover is uh, its a nice cover. It's uh, John Romita. And I clicked on the link to see who did the interiors. Now, remember, this series started out with art by Neil Adams. And in this issue, it's Herb Trimpey. So, yeah, they uh, talk about your pendulum swing. Oh, stop down. making fun of Trimpey. Oh, I'm just I'm sorry. I'm just not a fan. He's not horrible. I'm just not a fan. <laughs> That's it is damning him with faint praise. <laughs> <laughs> then we have a whole run of Archie books here. Yeah, there's a ton of them. Now we had Amazing it's... Spider-Man 150 also. It's yeah, a, well... That's a Mysterio issue. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. That's why, he, you know, in his mind, he's fighting the Vulture, the Kingpin, Sandman. Mr. Sandman. Yeah, he's got an Excedrin headache this big. That's a Gil Kane cover. Yeah. I don't, I don't have to look that one up. Yeah, as once again, most a lot of the Marvel books this month, when you get down to the Avengers after all the, the Archie books, that's a Gil Kane with uh, that's John Romita. That's a Gil Kane. Yeah. Squadron a... Sinister. That is a really good cover. I'm pretty sure the Baby Snoots one next to it is not Gil Kane. Baby Snoots. Hi, Baby Snoots. Which came first, this Avengers cover or the cover that Neil Adams did for one of those Art of Neil Adams books where it's the Avengers facing off with uh, with the JLA? Do you know which came first? I don't definitively, but I'm thinking this came first. That's really cool. I like that. See if I can, uh, you know, in, in the course of uh, doing this, I'll see if I can look that up. So what did you say about Baby, Baby Snoots? What? I'm pretty sure that cover is not Gil Kane. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that one I don't think so. Snoots the Forgetful Elephant. Elephink. Elephant. Okay. Whatever. Batman. This is a Batman. This is a runner or an era of Batman I'm not overly familiar with because a lot of it was by Ernie Chan. And I'm just not all that keen on Ernie Chan. Sorry. No, I'm not a huge fan either. This uh, Batman Family number two, I have not read it yet. Wow, that's a Gil Kane cover as well for the other company. Gil Kane and Murphy Anderson. That's a magical combination. I root for the other team. <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> Batman Family number two. I just scored this issue not long ago. I'm, I have almost now a complete collection of Batman Family. I think I only lack like two issues to have them all. What else we got? We got Roadrunner. Me, me. Right, the Art of Neil Adams, Volume 1, which has the Justice League squaring off against the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to Comic Vine... The cover date on it is January 1st, 1975. Very different angle on the cover, because the uh, Neil Adams one is like a serious upshot. And actually, it's not really the Avengers, because I'm just looking at it. You have Thor, The Thing, Captain America, Black Bolt, 
Cyclops, the Beast, and Marvel Girl, and then the Hulk is leaping over the top. Mm-hmm. The other side is pretty much the Justice League, though, because you have Superman, Green Arrow, Batman, uh, actually the Spectre, Flash, Green Lantern, and I can't see who that is last. That might be Dead Man. But that, that predates this one, but not by a heck of a lot. And back to your regular, regularly scheduled program. Yeah, that last one is Dead Man. You've got Flash. As you go into the background, you got Flash, Green Lantern, Black Canary, and then that last one is Dead Man. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, you're right. It is a different angle, but still very similar, don't you same, think? Same conceptually. Yeah, especially with, with the Hulk coming over the top, much like the Beast is coming over the top on this cover, this Avengers cover. You do not have uh, Atomic Mouse holding them apart, though, which would make it really cool. Yeah. Ah, uh, what else we got here? Stop me if you find something is interesting in between. I'm looking here. We got. Well, I'm Cap. looking at Captain America 191 with a pretty cool Sal Buscema cover, making yeah. making the stilt man look threatening. <laughs> we actually I have a couple. For... I'm sorry. That was when the Falcon was on trial for being Snap Wilson. Uh, we actually have a couple covers that are not by Gil Kane here in a row. Marvel books. The Captain Marvel cover is Al Milgram. And it's uh, among your better Al, Al Milgrams, I think. With Ronan basically whacking the uh, Captain Marvel as Rick Jones lays on the floor looking on. Is that, uh, is that Ronan? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm Rick Jones, bitch. Oh. <laughs> what is that from? <laughs> it's from the Dave Chappelle show. And he actually says, I'm Rick James. I'm Rick James, bitch. Oh, okay. I just changed it to Rick Jones. Cause no, just... I just wondered because that's something I was listening to. Uh, Earlier today, I think it was, reference Rick Jones. And in my mind, I heard you say that, and I'm like, God, I'm going to have to remember to ask him what the hell that is from. I hear that now, anytime I say Rick Jones. Yep, that, exactly. That, that's yep. what I think now. <laughs> I mean, you're not, I'm, still, man, I'm, I written, just, I'm written space in your head, man. <laughs> I just read the first uh, Stiltman story in uh, Daredevil, whatever the hell number that was, like number eight or whatever. And uh, wow, he was just as ridiculous back then as he is now. Oh, I think I think more so. I think now they've at least made an attempt to understand, you know, where he is, where he falls in the uh, pantheon and right. make him more realistic. Back then, they, they wanted to present him as a real threat. And it's like, oh, you know, OK, so he's tall. Um, he's got the big legs. Uh, I'm not really sure why else I should give a shit about him. Right. But, you know, with some of those more to the month guys, you know, at least they they may have started out interesting or maybe it was a good concept or maybe maybe back in their day they actually worked like say like asbestos man for example but then over time they just kind of become ridiculous but he was like ridiculous right out of the gate so it's kind of funny sorry i had to mute i had a small child burst in the room i heard that <laughs> i just thought it was you i could be confused for a three-year-old sometimes who is this a three-year-old elephant it's little bill no 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 we're watching my put that thing away we're podcasting very funny. It's uh, our niece. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or no, so our great, no, our great, our great niece. Great niece. Wow. Uh, oh, thank you, Ben, for delivering. Not a like diet a good niece. Ben has delivered <laughs> to me a diet Mountain Dew code red. Thank you, son. Nice. You may go about your duties. Tell Ben I'd like him to deliver one here. You, Paul, would like you to deliver so to his house. <laughs> chop chop. I'll start walking. Now. So here you go. More Gil Kane, this time inked by Klaus Jansen, Daredevil number 127, featuring the Torpedo, who would uh, come Klaus. back to the, uh, 
a uh, an occasional uh, co-star in Rom, and I if memory serves, Until they I, killed him off. Yeah, I was just gonna say I thought they killed him off in Rom too. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not crazy about the inking on this one. I, I think Klaus Janssen's style is too muddied on top of Gil Kane's because I think I, I I love Gil Kane, but I like him better when he's a little bit more tightly inked. I've always liked the torpedo. I always liked the um, that he flew using those jets on his wrists and his feet. I just thought that was a really cool. Um... I want a jetpack. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Torpedo, how'd you get a jetpack? I want a jetpack too. <laughs> Andy Leyland is the torpedo. What else we got? Oh, Daredevil, take that. We got, we got a uh, Defenders cover is credited to Ron Wilson and Frank Giacoya, but it looks to me like there's a little Romita hand in here. I wouldn't be surprised if he took it after they were done and kind of touched up the faces. Yeah. Could be. Let's see what else we got. I don't think I have this particular issue of Detective. Another Ernie Chan. That's, that's not a good cover, I don't think. No, it looks like it's uh, what's his name, Julie Schwartz, watching Batman on TV. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. I've never seen people so terrified by a TV before. <laughs> then moving on, we got Doc Savage. That's you know, that's a character who in the comic books, I've always wanted to get into the stories and just never can. Wasn't there a Ron? Wasn't Ron Ely, Doc Savage, in a movie? Yes. All right. I thought, I thought maybe apparently was, they're was... making a new one. I think starring The Rock. Yeah. Really? Suppo- supposedly he's going to be Black Adam as well. Is he going to be Rock Savage? He's he's got the look to be Black Adam. Right. And if they make him upright, I guess he could have the look for Doc Savage too. Are they going to actually make him bronze looking? Yeah. Why not? Mm. I never like. I never even understood why is he bronze? Is he, does he have hard skin? Is he like Luke Cage? Yeah. Is or is it something else? He hmm. uses a lot of copper tone. Does he, does he have melanoma? What's going on? <laughs> I love, love, love the cover on Doomsday Plus One. This is number three, issue number three. That is a gorgeous cover. Burn, uh, burn with the robots, man. This is just a great one. I love this. And a lady in a beaker. She looks like Black Widow. It's not, but that's what it looks right. like. Yeah, it does. This is one of those instances where every once in a while, Charlton's weird, wacky printing process would actually work to their favor. You know, a lot of times they're washed out, like, I want to say, like, pastel-looking colors. A lot of times just looked weird or wonky. But in this particular instance, it really it lends something to this cover. I, I love that one. I think that's a really good one. It, it reminds me of the, the issue of Fantastic Four that we covered by Byrne with the... Uh... I think that they they were like dreaming it that they were on a ship with a giant yes. creature. Yeah, that's that's mm. what that reminds me of, and I wonder if Byrne kind of was revisiting the same theory or whatever. Good I never point. read this issue, so I, I have no idea. Well, he kind of reminds me of uh, what was Superman's robot's name in the post crime Kalex. 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 Yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit of him as well. Uh, let's see. Again, stop me if you see something else. Well, I think Veronica looks pretty hot on that copy of Everything's Archie. She's about ready to bust out of that bikini. Oh, yeah. Everything is Archie. But, she's, wear- but she's wearing a sombrero. Got a little underboobage there on, a, on an Archie. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Little, little thong action. Archie's, ta- <laughs> Archie's ta- taking notice. Yeah, Archie's like, I can't get up for a while. I'm drilling a hole in the sand. Is this cover on FF number 164, is this either an homage itself or it has been homage later? Because that, that particular pose and everything looks very familiar to me. Well, it looks like a lot like Superman from uh, 
uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth 7 minus yeah. well, a that dead person in his arm. Yeah, well, yeah. But this but, is a Jack Kirby cover. Was he still around Marvel, or is this like a leftover yeah, no, cover? He no, was, he was around Marvel at this time. Oh, okay. In fact, in okay. fact he, was, uh, he's, he was getting ready to take over a lot of the chores on uh, Captain, Mar- Captain America, rather, and uh, hmm. Black Panther. Okay. And that's, you know, he's bringing in Devil Dinosaur and uh, what are the books? The Eternals. I mean, it's, this stuff is all happening about now. Mm. I think before the year is over, we may see some of that. But this, is, uh, this is the Crusader who was the 1950s Marvel Boy character. Marvel Boy, yeah. And at this point, he had basically gone insane. Was this? And, and oh, self-destructed no. in this story. And then uh, eventually uh, Quasar got the, uh, the whatchamacallit, the bands. Nega bands? Yeah, a, yep. No, is it no? Whatever. Nega. I was just making up when I said yeah. <laughs> no, oh, I the think negative bands were. They're like were, uh, yeah. There's something bands. I don't know. Quantum bands. Quantum. Okay. Bands. And if we if we didn't know what Gene Hendricks would have told us anyway. Yeah, Gene was just going ah. Don't you guys listen to my show? Yeah, Gene, Gene was saying he's talking about Quasar and you're not having me on again. I hate you guys. And we have Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids, and we will just keep mm-hmm. right on going. <laughs> hey. I'm going to knock them out. Oh, sorry. Going to have a good time. All right, I'm going to share something in the chat here so you guys oh. can look at this. See something I think. can't see, as usual. Oh, are you still have your chat working? I don't know. We'll see. Probably because I haven't updated my Skype in forever. Oh, yeah, okay. I, oh, that's that's got to be much usual. later. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. But tell me that that doesn't look like it's the same thing. But, fun, you know, strangely, there is not any... All right, what we're looking at, folks, this is... What the hell issue is this? I just shared it. Superman, Volume 2, number 166. This is a cover uh, by... Uh, Ed McGinnis. Ed McGinnis. Yeah, I was trying to think of his first name. McGinnis, Ed McGinnis. The Real Truth About Krypton. This is the issue where they started to lose me right here. Um, and the pose and the face and everything that he's making, it's this... I mean, you can't tell me that that's not an homage to FF. Yeah, uh, that, that's no question. 164. But much more cartoony. Yeah. But I swear I've seen that same that same pose, that same general cover layout in other places besides just that Superman one. I, I think that's you know it's just one of those iconic ones that you know you've seen. Strike poses. Times. Strike poses with me, SpongeBob. <laughs> uh, I think this is the point where they already started to give up a little on the giant-sized issues. So I'm, I know Giant Size X Men number two, Giant Size Doctor Strange number one are both reprints, and I think Giant Size Conan number five might also be all reprints. Yeah, I know the X Men uh, X Men one is. I looked that up earlier today. Yeah, like, well, the X Men one is the and Sentinel story that Neil Adams and Roy Thomas did. Yeah, but it, well, in, you know, I mean, kind of interestingly on that was they came out with Giant Size X Men number one, then they did number ninety four of the main series became you know the continuation of that. But originally, 94 and 95 were supposed to be Giant Size X-Men number two. Huh. I didn't know that. They split it up into two, two separate books. That Conan is all reprints. I checked. Okay. Uh, and then we come down to Human Torch, which is also reprints from Strange Tales. Yeah. Ugh, I feel sorry. A lot of reprints. That's suckered into buying that. As somebody who is uh, one issue away from the last of the Human Torch Strange Tales stories... I can tell you that they are uh, they are not good reading. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. They were okay if you're 10. Yeah, I guess. I read them when I was about 10, and they were fine. They're okay if you're a stupid kid. Well, that too. <laughs> I was 10 and stupid. No, no offense. <laughs> I just realized how that came off. I, I didn't mean it that way. 
Is this the first appearance of uh, of Doc Samson? In... No, no, he had been around for a couple of years at this point. Oh, okay. That's Hulk 193 with a cover of uh, Doc Samson and the Hulk facing off against each other. Gil Kane. Another Gil Kane cover. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Inks like... by John Romita. See, that's the tight kind of inks that I like on Gil Kane. Yeah, that's that's good looking stuff. I'm ashamed to say I do not know what the first appearance of Doc Samson is. I'm gonna have to look that up. Probably around one. 40, 130, maybe around there in the Hulk. 141. Damn, look at you. Look at the big brain on me. God, I hate the picture of him on Wikipedia. What the hell? He looks like a green skin or a green haired hipster. What is up with that? Well, he was kind of a green haired hipster, though. Well, yeah. I mean, like, like modern day, like not, not in the good sense. What does he have a green beard? That looks like, uh, that looks like, what's his name? Scott, uh, Scott Collins, too. I don't know what the hell series that's from. All right, I'm getting off, I'm getting off topic. Let's back on topic. Stay well, on that, that's topic. That's a bad picture on Wikipedia. I agree. <laughs> That was Incredible Hulk 193 was what we were just talking about. These Invader covers make me want to start collecting Invaders. If I start seeing this in the cheapy bins, I'm going to start snacking, you know, snapping these up and I, snacking. I would recommend it, but you got to keep in mind you are going to be looking at a lot of Frank Robbins art. Yeah, that's true. That's that's what's kept me from getting into it all these years. Is that is he the did he do the entire series? I think there's a couple of issues that other people do, but he was. Probably the primary guy. That's a shame. Well, you know, I mean, we, we've debated him before, and I don't want to get into a debate over him. No. What, no. I would, what I would say, though, is if you read it with the thought process of really, like, thinking of it as a Golden Age book, the art then seems to kind of fit. Because his art definitely had a Golden Age feel to it. But yeah, He did 1 through 28, and then after that it's different people, some of which he inked. So that's kind of weird. Well, I think he was getting up there in years at that point. Yeah. And we got uh, Iron Man number 80 with Iron Man with the nose. Iron Man in space. This is another game. cover that, uh, that I Jack think that's, yeah, that has been uh, uh, borrowed, homage, whatever you want to say. Because I would swear that, hang on, I'm going to look it up real quick, that there is an early Adventures of Superman cover that has, yeah, here it is right here, Adventures of Superman... Number 535, and again, I don't see anywhere on the cover where it says, you know, after Jack Kirby. So, I don't know. You tell me what you think. I'm going to put it in the share window here. This is fascinating listening, isn't it? It is. Yeah, that's very similar. I would yep. say that's also an homage. I have no idea. You, you wouldn't, man. <laughs> so, we, we have uh, the Joker with his own series. Yep. About to throw the Black Canary off of a bridge. And uh, Green Arrow's there. They they did always have kind of guest stars in every issue. Well, yeah. pretty much every issue of that series. That was a fun series, though. Why didn't they have... Penciled by Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Is is it? I did not realize. Cover by Ernie Chan. Inker, this is Vinny, pretty good, Vinny Ernie Coletta. Chan. Huh? Inker Vinny Coletta. Oh. One of these days, I want to get... A complete run of these jungle action issues with Black Panther, the ones that have the really good art. Because uh, I have a couple of them in my collection. Um, I'm trying to remember who the artist was on the ones that I've got, but probably really good art. I, I think jungle it is. Action. This particular did a lot action. of them. You're driving yeah. me mad. You're making me crazy. <laughs> this particular I, one, number 18, is uh, Billy Graham and Bob McCloud as the inker. So that's got to be some pretty stuff, I would imagine. Billy Graham, wasn't he preaching about now? Yeah. <laughs> I love this cover of JLA. Yeah. Ernie Chan. 
that may be I don't know, I, I could be wrong, but that may be the first time I ever laid eyes on the Earth to Robin. It's it's gotta be right around that because this is right around the time I thought you were gonna say it was another that, homage. That I kind of discovered comics as a kid. It was right in this era, because I was I was seven. Oh, let's see, what else we got? I think I was in the minority, but I liked this run on Kazar. Art by Russ Heath. I can't. I couldn't tell you anything. Oh else. wow! That is not somebody I would imagine teamed up with uh, with Kazar. <laughs> Commandy. Mm-hmm. I, I was a huge fan of Commandy because it reminded me of Planet of the Apes, which is exactly the hook that they wanted. Yep. Our buddy Tim pulled some Commandies out of uh, out of a bin at one of those shops that we the, the really nice shop that second shop that we went to that. I can't remember the name oh, of it. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I don't know if he bought them, though, but I know he pulled them out. I, had, uh, I will be returning there. I had some commandies on a list. What was the name of that place? Send me a list. When I go back there, I'll look. What was okay. the name of that place, Paul? That one with the with the fi- where you got the Tauntaun in that? Oh, that a was mu- uh, a, a Muck Time. time. Muck Time, yeah. I like that place. That was a really good shop. Uh, Legion of Monsters. I think this had, yeah, this has a Valmeric Frankenstein story in it. Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster story in it. And who does the Dracula? Got the Manphibian. Yeah, great cover on that too by uh, by Neil Adams. I like that cover a lot. Yeah, that's nice. That's pretty. That's cool. That one's on my uh, on my mental want list. I'm not. I don't actually have it written down anywhere. But it's one of those like, hey, if I ever see this, I'm gonna snap it up kind of thing. What else we got? I have this issue of Marvel premiere with Hercules. I was so excited to get it, and I've never read it because it is, drumroll please, George Tusca and Vinny Coletta. I'll allow you to debate that one with Luke. Two crappy tastes that taste like crap together. <laughs> oh, you jumped right it's, over Magnus it's kind of a, It's kind of okay. It's not horrible, but it's not good. I failed to who wrote it. I forgot to see who wrote it. Ah, Bill Mantle. It's probably a good story. Yeah, it's okay. It's just the art just does nothing. Yeah, we have an interesting little run here of, of uh, reprint books where they were yeah. doing new covers for them. Yep. And Well, you guys skipped I, the Magnus Robot Fighter that would later see resurgence years later. Yeah. Is this number one? Oh, this is 41. It's a gold key, number 41. No, no credit for the art. Yeah. Or for the cover, for that matter. It's a nice, uh, nice painted cover on it. Yeah. His outfit reminds me of, of Bullet. Do you remember the action figure in the in the seventies, a Bullet Man? Do you remember him? He was like GI Joe sized. He was called Bullet Man. He had a like a silver helmet. I think so. Yeah. He he looked basically exactly like uh, Magnus Robot Fighter, except he had a, a you know silver bullet shaped uh, helmet. The outfit's almost exactly the same. I'm just noticing that. This was a cool run here on uh, Marvel Team Up. Team Up. Bill yes. Mantlow's story. I think this went like three three or four issues. I have very... Apparently fun. there's a groundswell for us to do a Marvel team-up uh, index show. Dude, I'm, I like this idea. I really do. Because to me, the, the two titles that kind of go hand-in-hand hand is Marvel team-up and Marvel two-in-one. I, I would love to do that. Maybe Here's, all here's what I was thinking. Or something. And, and I, I don't know. Instead of Marvel team-up and Marvel two-in-one, because the Fantastic cast has just gotten to Marvel two-in-one, Oh, okay. And they're covering those as they get, you know, as they do month by month. I was thinking it might be cool to do the occasional Marvel team up and corresponding month for Brave and the Bold. Ooh, ooh, I like that idea. You know what? I always, for some reason, I always thought Marvel two and one and Marvel team up were concurrent in the numbering. And looking here, they are not anywhere close to each other. I don't know why I thought that. Marvel two and one started about maybe about fifteen issues later. Yeah, because this is Marvel Team-Up number 39, which I have very fond memories of, because this 
comic, a very loved copy of this, used to hang out on my uh, my grandma Gardner's front porch. Ah. Stack of comics that were out there that were basically they were hand me downs by you know like for my older uncles. It was just this stack of comics that was ever present on her porch, mm. and uh, I, I just remember that particular issue. Uh, when I was collect, when I started collecting uh, Marvel Team Up a couple years back, when I got to this particular issue, I took a picture of it and sent it to uh, to Randy. I was like, "Do you remember this?" And he he, he <laughs> sent me this very impassioned uh, message back, like, "Oh my God, you know, I haven't seen this since we were kids." He just thought that was really because he doesn't he's not into comics or anything, but he just you know it was just one of those childhood memories, you know, that he remembered having having had this issue, having seen this issue. Uh, let's see. Marvel 2-in-1, Iron Man, and the thing. Who's the inker on that? Oh, Frank Giacoya again. Yeah, the nose Iron Man. That's just... Yeah, he lo- he does look ridiculous. Re-goddamn-diculous. I do have a, a... I think I have a complete collection of these Marvel Spectaculars that reprinted Thor. I don't have a whole lot of the Marvel superheroes that reprinted the Hulk. Marvel Tales, I purged my Marvel Tales collection when I filled in the actual issues... The ones that I have, I do still have a few of the when the Marvel Tales. Do you remember it in the '80s? I think it was like mid to late '80s. They started reprinting in, you know, like complete re uh, printings of like the earliest issues of Amazing. Do you remember when mm-hmm. they did that? Yeah, those I have. That was around Marvel Tales number one thirty-seven, I think, somewhere around Something there. Something like that. Yeah, and uh, those I kept because they were really nice reprintings, and I'll never own, you know, all those early issues. Uh, but yeah, that was that was cool because for a while some of these reprint books started to uh, to actually edit the original stories. They because the page count was I want to say it was two pages less in modern comics than what they were back in the time of the issues that they were reprinting. So they were actually um, oh what's the word um, abridged versions of some of the stories that they were reprinting, which is just messed up. I remember when. Uh, when I first started getting on the internet, there was some site that I found that was doing a, a very in-depth, um, like in-depth examination of all those reprint issues. Hell, for all I know, it might be Mike. That might be one of the origins of this site. I really don't know, but I remember there weren't any pictures on it. You know, because this again, this was early days of the internet. It was all text, but it was this really in-depth um, site that you could go to that would tell you where. Uh, you could find certain comics. It was all Marvel stuff, but where you could find them reprinted and then whether or not they were, there were edits and then what the edits actually were. And it was really interesting because I never realized that a lot of these Marvel reprint books were edited from the original version. So I always thought they were just reprinting everything in total, but they weren't. Yeah, I, I hadn't realized that they were doing that either. And it's kind of disappointing very, if you think about it. The very first Marvel and DC crossover ever. Wizard of Oz. That goes, that goes for a pretty penny, Oz. as I understand it. Yeah, I do not have this in my collection. I'd like to have it, though, as a fan of, of you know, this movie and, you know, just for its place in, uh, in comic book history. And it's inked. It's uh, John Buscema inked by Tony DiZaniga. I bet you that's pretty. It doesn't say who inked the cover. It just says John Romita. But uh, yeah, I'd like to see that. Let's see, has that ever been reprinted? It's never been reprinted. That sucks. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Uh, let's see. What else we got? My Only Love, number three, Charlton. Yeah, I'm sure that's, that's you're all, all over that one, right? <laughs> hey, the, man. Uh, the cover to Masters of Terror. 
isn't that a reimagining of the Valmeric? Not, not Valmeric. Uh, the, with the series that had uh, the, the what's it called the, the mummy in it. Didn't the first issue of that have the Invisible Man? Supernatural thrillers. Yeah, that's the one. Um. Hmm. Now I gotta look that. You up, so. you may be thinking of Marvel. What was it called? Marvel Classics. Or something like that, but let me see. Mar- I'm not sure. Supernatural thrillers. I'm not sure if I have any supernatural thrillers that aren't living mummy stories. Let's see. Supernatural thrillers. Because yeah, all my issues, all, all my issues are living mummy stories. But it, it does look familiar to me. It looks familiar as um, Marvel had a series where they were basically they were trying to do the Marvel version of Classics Illustrated, and they were called like Marvel. It's called like Marvel Classics or something like that. Um, yeah, Marvel Classics. That's it. Didn't they do Invisible Man? Shit, I don't have that either. Why does this look so familiar to me? But you're right, it does look familiar. There's Supernatural Thrillers number two. Is that it? Let's see if I can... Maybe this book reprints... Ah, there you go. Reprinted from Supernatural Thrillers number two. There you go. But the cover yeah, you go to that... of Supernatural Thrillers number mm-hmm. two is penciled, and it looks like the uh, the cover of Masters of Terror looks to be... It actually doesn't look painted. It looks computer-generated. Right. Not back then, it wasn't. No, I know. Who uh, who did the cover on Supernatural Thrillers number two? I'm going to have to look it up. I don't know. I just I found it's it Dan, on, on it's Dan Atkins. So so what they did was they just they painted over over the original cover. cover. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, because if you look at the original cover, there's a the few editorial differences, but for the most part, it's just a painting of that cover. Yeah, so that's somebody why I thought it was just somebody homaging it or reimagining it. Yeah, so I'm imagining that somebody just took the original pencils and painted it. Maybe because it's just credited here as Dan Adkins, so maybe Adkins himself painted his own cover. Yeah, that's probably. cool. Yeah, it's definitely that's cool. Really yeah, I'm not aware of uh, of other instances where somebody went back and and like painted an original cover like that. You know, redid it. George that's Lucas. That's pretty neat. <laughs> that's different. Yeah, we're gonna have to go back and repaint that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thought it'd be good to put a, an Ewok in the cover. So as you're looking at this Mike's Amazing World site, just to uh, let the listeners know what we're looking at here, as you're looking at it, it's all just little JPEG files. So I'm looking at this one that's Monsters at the Movies, and I'm like, that looks like Mr. Spock. And I click on it, and sure enough, it is Mr. Spock fighting a giant centipede. That is actually really cool. Where's that? I've never seen it before. Monsters of the Movies. That looks like the model of Mr. Spock with the uh, three-headed snake. Yeah, yeah. Only he's fighting a giant centipede instead. You'll notice that... Uh, well, it's because they had the an other... interview. It says, uh, exclusive interview, Star Trek's Mr. Spock. So that's why they just threw that on there, I guess. Yeah. His actual name, Leonard Nimoy, is in teeny tiny little print. And Mr. Spock's in great Leonard big Nimoy. print. That's why he wrote, he I'm must not have Spock. loved that. Right, exactly. <laughs> I am not uh, Spock. Oh, what else we got? I don't see anything else that personally grabs my interest until we get all the way down here to Planet of the Apes number 13. Whoa, whoa, Where, whoa, whoa! What about Heckle and Jekyll? Yeah. That would be um, that would be Ben and Ben and Logan. Heckle and Jekyll, <laughs> there they are. Cleaning you do, you do have the Pink Panther with Inspector Clouseau. <laughs> you went over Omac. Oh Jackie Jokers. I, I, I thought Omac hadn't gotten any issues. I thought Omac was done before that. 
I don't know why. That's oh, Omac number eight. I thought Omac only yeah, lasted they, like five. I didn't realize it went beyond that. Uh, that's a jo- eight was jo- the last Joe Cuber cover. What'd you say, Scott? Yep. Eight was what? It was the last issue. Oh, it was. Okay. Eight was the last mm-hmm. issue. Yeah. Sad. I hated Jackie Jokers. Hated him. Look at that stupid hair. He's just creepy too. Uh, let's see what else we got. Did I lose you guys? Yeah, no, I no. Think I'm just oh, okay. looking. For, I'm looking for ones that that catch my imagination, and for some reason this this is not a banner month. No. This, well, this there is was. One, this is one of the books though that I point to uh, the Superman issue. It's one of the ones I point to just the silliness of DC's Bronze Age. Superman, we're all dying of thirst. You must let us ha- drink the water. Nobody gets a drop. <laughs> this. Uh, I'm trying to remember how. I can't remember how, but this issue had something to do with inspiring because uh, it's written by Alia S. Megan. It had something to do with inspiring his later novel of Miracle Monday because this is the Miracle of Thirsty Thursday. And later he would write the novel Miracle uh, Miracle Monday. And I forget what exactly they have to do with each other, but there is some connection somewhere. I just can't remember what it is. Backing up to Ringo Kid, just take a look at that cover real quick and tell me that that dude doesn't look like a like an Old West version of the Shadow. I think he actually looks really cool. Yeah, Kane yeah. again. I wanted to point out yeah. um, there was another thing that we that we jumped over. Um, Young Love? Kid Colt Outlaw. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> Back up. Kid Colt Outlaw hit issue two hundred. That's pretty. Oh amazing. wow! And that's 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 an that's I like that Gil Kane cover. Yet another Gil yeah. Kane. It's amazing what what how many covers he drew that that year. Yeah, it is. You know, because we tend to go over the westerns real quick, but I, I you know, that and uh, Rawhide Kid was at issue one thirty. So there was a lot of you know, right, a lot of books out. You know, they were still doing a, a fair amount of westerns. But I think I the stories were mostly to... reprints at this time. I don't yeah. think they were, I don't think they were writing original new ones. We got Space nineteen ninety nine by Charlton number one. Yeah, I was. Just just gonna say i never realized that there was actually the comic and a magazine and i was aware of the comic because i have issues of that because burn did some work in there but i never realized that there was a magazine as well that's cool i love this uh this cover on uh the the comic space uh space 1999 number one it's um um yeah it's beautiful yeah oh yeah that is is really nice yeah I'm not sure if I have that particular one. I think I only have the issues that Byrne worked on, but uh, I just love the cover on that. If I ever chance across it, I'm probably going to pick that up just based on that Speed cover. Speed Buggy! Stain's another one that's a favorite of mine. Yeah, I have we, three we through got six, which I think are the only issues Byrne worked on. We got, you guys remember we got Speed, Speed Buggy? Buggy? I used to love that. Oh, yeah. Whatever he's in my carburetor. All right. And that's, I've had enough Speed Buggy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that one never never grabbed me. Tarzan, it's not yours. It's close though. Little Star Joe Trek, Cubers, little key, hanging him over the sharks. <laughs> Almost Jaws. It's Jaws light. All right, when you're dressing up Cadbury in a Superman costume, you've officially run out of ideas in Richie Rich comics. Cadbury was cool, man. No, no, Cadbury was never cool. We got the. Uh, Tommy number one. Tommy, can you hear me? I didn't realize that there was a, a magazine ad- adaptation of that. Is that Tommy the... the oh, it is. Yeah. It, the, 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 the rock opera. Wow. Well, it just says the fantastic film book. So is it really a comic or is it just... Do they just have pictures 
because unfortunately we can't see inside it. Right. Yeah, it, it could just be photos. It says the hit movie stars and story and exclusive photos. So it might not even be a story of. It might not even be the story, just like a just like a companion you know. magazine. Yeah. Was it a hit film? Uh, mildly. Mm. I think in in those days, you know, you it, you know you didn't have to be a blockbuster to be considered a hit. You didn't have yeah, to make you didn't have to make twenty times your budget. Well, plus films would come, go in and come back and stay in theaters longer anyway. Back because well, you didn't have home video. All you had was right. TV. Yeah, and and you, you didn't even really have. I, I mean, I guess some places did, but cable was not widespread at this point even. No. Well, I mean, e, even in Florida, I I remember you know going to see Star Wars like in nineteen seventy eight and probably nineteen seventy nine prior to Empire coming out, seeing it in in the theater. So. Uh, what else we got? Tor. Tomb of Dracula. Who did that yeah. cover? Gene Colon. Yep. Gene, check my colon. Oh. Uh, I like the contrast on that because the bottom of the cover is, you know, color art, whereas the background is, I, I wouldn't, I don't even want to say black and white, just kind of a gray and white uh, image in the background. And there's a real contrast between the two. So they're giving him blood on the cover. Yeah. I forget why. I can't remember what they needed him for something. I don't remember what. That's a series I am long overdue to reread because I love me some Tomb of Dracula, but I can't remember anything about what was happening in the stories anymore. It's been too long since I've read it. I don't Vampire know that I ever... Tales. That's a cool cover. Is that Morbius? I don't know. He's got the pig nose. Yeah. Well, that's Bob Larkin. Oh, oh yeah. Bob. You're right. It does look like Morbius. Yeah, the, well, the first story in the book is Morbius. Yeah, he's got that funky goatee on his yes, face. Yes, I guess it is. That's that's a very realistic rendition yeah. of him. Yeah. And kind of frightening looking. Yeah, that's cool. If I had that as a kid, I would have had nightmares. I may have them anyway. <laughs> that's okay. Well, just, just, just look at Vampirella. It'll make your nightmares go away. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I want to skip down to Wheelie and the Chopper Bunch number three because that is a John Byrne issue, baby. That's even John Byrne right there on the cover. That's another cartoon I used to like. Do you guys remember Wheelie and the Chopper Bunch? I remember it. Didn't really watch it. It's a good yeah. show. And remember, I'm older than you. I like that one. Oh, I'm aware. I never let you forget. I, I I'm aware of that too. <laughs> and that's about all I see in August. Yeah. Want to shift over to September? Yeah, we better, because... Uh, I don't think we're getting through the year. Yeah, exactly. The doctor's got to get to bed, and that was just August. I think I think if we get through September, then we're going to still have part four coming up of this. <laughs> All, All right. right. Say what you will, but this... I, I'm not kidding when I say this. This uh, Action Comics number 454, that is one of my all-time favorite Superman covers. <laughs> it's It's a cool rendition of it but you got to admit it's done for comedy purposes oh absolutely but i i still love it i think he despite okay so this for those that don't know the number off the top of their head this is the classic superman wolfing down mcdonald's uh i mean it's thinly disguised but it's clearly mcdonald's hamburgers on the cover of it he's just shoveling them at super speed and and begging them to bring him more before he starves to death it's like me Uh, oh sorry yeah i i love this he because he you know despite what he's doing Tell me that is not a dynamic Superman. He just looks great. Yeah. That's what uh, I look like eating the uh, the sausages that Hero made. <laughs> <laughs> it's and, a good story and, too. I forget what some some. I want to say it's the Toy Man, but I could be wrong. But somebody does something to him. 
to where he's just not absorbing energy fast enough. So every time he uses his superpowers, he's literally starving to death. And uh, it's, it's a good story. I like that one. Ooh, how about that amazing Spider-Man? Yes. Great cover. It's a classic Ramita of uh, Spider-Man. Uh, hey, he's in the sewer. The sewer, yeah. That's the sewer. This is when Ross Andrew was working on the book, too. I like Ross Andrew. I like Ross Andrew's Spider-Man. Oh, we got Avengers 142, which is actually a funny thing. Crossover of the Western heroes. Yep. With the whole Kang. Uh, they were bouncing around. Celestial Madonna story. What? <laughs> what? Celestial Madonna. Oh, yeah. No, that was already done prior to this, wasn't it? Uh, was it still but going it tied on? into it. Kang didn't go away and kept going. I thought the Celestial Madonna was gone by now, but I guess not. Just, just Well, she was, but she wasn't. You know what I mean? She was... But the she was out with Kang just should have been going on. She was out stooping a plant or something, I guess. <laughs> Kwati. Kwati, a big big walking piece of broccoli. Kwata broccoli. Kwata broccoli. Broccoli. Broccoli, broccoli. La la Doctor Faustus is saying, I have had enough of you on the cover of uh, Captain America and the Falcon. I'm pretty sure that's the last <laughs> issue before Kirby came back. I think he came back on 193. I think you're right. Doctor Faustus, how can somebody so tubby fight Captain America? I'm sorry. Did you all see has, uh, Agent Carter? All he has is a monocle and a beard. I, I saw that, Doctor Faustus, but not this guy. You know what? Anybody who's who's got balls enough to go out wearing a monocle, it's got to be. <laughs> I wish that would come back. I wish Monocles could. Hell, if Monocles come back, I'm wearing one. Hogan! Yeah, you could be Colonel Clink. Hogan! <laughs> and, oh, it would be great I because like you... I'm the only human being on the planet that never watched Hogan's Heroes. Aww. I just, I don't get... I know nothing. I don't get the references that people get. You could them. call You could call Logan. Logan! <laughs> oh, there's so many good... Clink, what is this man doing here? Or uh, General Burkhalter, you are an idiot. Oh, yeah, there's so many great lines from that. Eh. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> what the hell is going on in the cover of Daredevil 128? I can't it's make like the Death Deathstalker. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Deathstalker was a creepy villain. Yeah. Yeah, it's until just... he got stuck in a tombstone. Ow. I hate when that happens. I'm going to get you. Oh, fuck. Now I got it. Now I, I got it. I got it. I said, fuck. It got cut off, just like Deathstalker. I have this DC Special 19, The War Against Giants. I think I've had it for ages. I've never read it. Couldn't and you never will. Good. I probably never will. You're those, right. Those damn giants. We need to get rid of them. Is it all reprints? I think it's all reprints. I'm pretty sure it oh. is. Yeah. Oh, wait. Are we talking New York Giants or San Francisco Giants? <sighs> That's sports, Paul. Oh, oh thank you. God, now, now I got Ben disease. I'm calling you guys by the wrong name. <laughs> Oh, enough with the Ernie Chan Batman. I don't like it. Ernie Chan Batman. You like Ernie Chan Batman? Here you go, more <laughs> Ernie Chan Batman. <laughs> I got Ernie Chan Batman for you four hours. You get enough Ernie Chan Batman, then they give, they give you a free soup. We got, we, got bat, we got Batman soup. We got Batman wings. We got Batman well. To all of our Asian listeners, send your hate mail to Dr. Bill Robinson, Gene Cohen, and Tom Palmer. And Steve Englehart on Doctor Strange. I can't wait till I get this to this era of Doctor Strange because the era I'm in right now, woo, is it the suck? I can't read it. You're, you're in an era that's an error. Yeah, I just, error. I do not enjoy. This, this it. is a, this right. is a cool cover. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. I like that. Oh, I see what it is. It's like the different. Uh, okay. All the different versions of him. Yeah. 
It's like him starting a game of Ultimate Alliance, and he's picking which version of Doctor <laughs> Strange he wants to be. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, did you hear they're going to release another Ultimate Alliance for, I did. I the, for the PS4? Dude, I'm so excited. I am so stoked. Yep. This month's Defenders cover is kind of meh. Defenders? Yeah, it's run. Oh, yeah. I missed that it, one. Somehow. Yeah, they're, they're getting hit by a smoke bomb. Hulk no like smoke bomb. <laughs> no, Hulk can't fight gas. <laughs> How many times have I said that in my life? I thought people said that to you. <laughs> that looks like a John Romita to me, and it's not. No. It is Ron Wilson and Mike Esposito. I know like it, Mike Esposito. I used to, and I don't anymore. I don't know why. Okay, homage boy. Fantastic yeah. Four 165. See, I think I've seen like that type of cover yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. That one looks very familiar as well. Yep. I'm not crazy about the positioning of the Crusader on that one. The way his arms are kind of lurched. Akimbo, sort of. And, how, and how's the thing actually walking up the wall? Walking on water. I think he's supposed to be like hanging on to the... Well, I don't know. Yeah, you're he right. Dug, he dug, he dug his little toes into the side of the wall. He's, he's pretty much defying it. gravity. Much like the witches in Wicked. Cool Morbius cover. Michael Bailey will get Another that. Gil Kane. I'll tell Where you what's not fear? a good cover is oh, yeah. Giant Size Avengers number five. I don't like that cover. Well, that That is basically a total reprint of the cover of uh, Avengers Annual number one. You know, number one, yep. yeah. Yeah, it's just slightly recolored, yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm okay with that one. It, it's not, I don't think it's great, but it doesn't bother me at all. The monstrous plan of the the monstrous master plan of the Mandarin, or as Andy would say, the Mandarin. <laughs> yeah, the the giant size issues now. Uh, giant size Captain Marvel is also reprint. Giant size Spider Man's a reprint. Giant size Captain America is a reprint. When Cap squats down to whoop your ass, you know your ass has been whooped. Look at him on that cover, Cap. Uh, giant size Captain America number one. It's like he's knocked everybody down, and now he's squatting down to beat their asses again. I love it. That's great. He's going to pick you up and then knock you back down again. Ooh, I don't think I've ever seen this cover to uh, Giant Size Captain Marvel number one. That's keen. I that's, like That's either a reprint or a recreation of Captain Marvel number 17. You're very close. Yeah, you're right. 17. It's, it's a little different, but yeah, I, I actually like this one better. Believe it or not. Who is the original one? The original one is Gil Kane's and Dan Atkins. Captain Marvel Unchained. Is this the debut of the the newer version, Captain Marvel? Yeah, so, it went from that green costume to the... Yeah, uh, I like that. Did you say when I start reading it, I should start reading it from there? No, I said you should start reading it from uh, Jim Starlin. Jim Starlin? <laughs> you can skip right up to that. I just oh, your advice. Hulk 194. It was Locust! <laughs> that's can, can you possibly look at that cover and think oh yeah this guy's a uh, a viable threat to the hulk he's got locust he's gonna get every locust in the tri-state area to take on I the hulk gotta, i gotta blow that cover up so that i can see if my theory actually holds water on this hey give me just a second here blow what cover up the hulk that yeah that hulk cover because i think he looks like a friend of ours but i want to get a better look at it before i say these things he looks like a friend of ours the locust or the hulk the locust. The locust. Is it Chris Tyler? Can't hang tell. On, hang on, hang on. Blowing it up. Yeah, I'm right. He looks like Michael Bailey. <laughs> what, does he have a goatee? Yeah. Does he got a Superman mullet? 
<laughs> no, he does not. Oh, my Lord. Now I hope Mike doesn't listen to this. Episode. You know he's going to hate me for that one. Mike Bailey is the look. Where is my, where is my locust suit? <laughs> Mike will not appreciate that comment. So. He will not. I'm sure some listener will feel the need to tell him. Oh, you know what Paul no. said? Paul I mean, said I, uh, Yeah, okay. Here we go. <laughs> Here's, I'm gonna send this to you. Here's a much better. I actually have this issue in my collection, believe it or not. He really does. When you look at him up close, he really, he really does look like Mike Bailey in a in a giant uh, giant locust costume. Locust costume, but it's oh my god, that's ridiculous. Well, I just want to say, I for one welcome our new our new locust overlord. <laughs> you skipped over a House of Yang, which I just want to point out is very different from House of Wang. That's a completely different thing, kids. All right, so everybody Wang Chung tonight. <laughs> Inhumans, number two. Hey. Who is this? Oh, this is George Perez. Now, did we miss? Was that was that another month back? Is this a bi bi monthly book? Because I didn't one? see this last month. Which one? I didn't see Inhumans number one. Yeah, I think month. I think that was bi monthly at that point. Okay. Yeah. My God, is that robot eating someone? Is he eating Medusa? It's a people eater. She's delicious. Yeah, but you know he's gonna get to get a hairball. Soil and cream, baby. <laughs> What does that say? Craptoids? Here come the craptoids? What? Here comes the craptoids! Oh, where is that? I thought that, isn't that, what does that cover say? It's so tiny, I can't read it. We're, here come the K-A-P-T-R-O-I. Captroids, all right, I thought it's craptoids. I was like, what? I got those all the time. Eating Medusa gives you the craptoids. Okay, I got it It's George Perez issue. Yes. Rich Buckler cover. Why did I hate the Inhumans so much when I was a kid? Because you got Rich Buckler, you got Doug Mensch, you got George Perez. I don't you get it. You had some Gil Kane in this series, too. Yeah. I mean, this the other series was, was really good. You had Tom Orzakowski as letter. I like I Tom Orzakowski. Oh, he letters the hell out of a book. He does, man. <laughs> I have some issues. Uh, I have number one and number 12. I'm serious. I like so Tom Wars. So you only need Literary. every issue except for the first and the last. Right. Is it only 12 issues? I believe it is. Let's see. Series gallery. It is 12 issues. All right. Well, I know how it starts and I know how it ends. Oh, my. My imagination I, will fill in the rest. I thought that, that the cover of Iron Fist, I thought that it was like a well-placed energy band. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, hey, uh, hello. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. I didn't even see that he was fighting a tree. But it looks like she has a top. It's a shrub. Looks they like she has a, like a, a shirt over, over a top, but whatever. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, maybe At least the coloring one. makes it look that way. It looks like the abomination turned into a shrubbery. That's what it looks like. Bring us a shrubbery. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go to the tallest right. tree in the forest and cut it down with a herring. I lob him over the plate. You hit him out of the park. <laughs> What is this dude's name? Firebrand. Yeah, I like him. He's got a cool-looking outfit. Kind of had a, uh, the guy in the background kind of had Namor head with, with something around this. Oh, that's not... Uh, I guess that's not Namor. It looks like, that is not Namor. It yeah. looks like Spock wearing Ilea's headband. That's what it looks like. It's not a Tuma, either. <laughs> it's not a Tuma. Uh, let's see what else we got. Tono and Kono, the Jungle Twins. What the hell is this? Oh, I think I had this. Oh, he's being eaten alive by dogs. That's awesome. That's what? On more Jungle Twins? Oh, my God. see more comic book covers with people being eaten by dogs. I'm going to make a call for that right now. As long as it's Michael Vick. GC, you want to win me back? Have people getting eaten by dogs on the covers of all your uh, reboot books. I'm sure they're going to do that. That's, I, I think, I'm pretty sure that's the business plan. 
I will buy the shit out of that. Justice League of America number 125. I'm almost positive this was my first issue of Justice League. I either had this or I've read this in a repeat because I recognize this cover. Yep. I don't remember the story, but I know this cover. Ah, I got some more Ernie Chan Justice League for you. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Batman not enough. You're a racially sensitive kind of guy. That's what I like about you, Bass Bill. Yeah, well. Well, he, he is sensitive in that he makes fun of everyone. I'm an equal opportunity offender. I even make fun of myself. I was so excited as a child to get limited collector's edition C41. I was absolutely thrilled until I opened it and discovered it is wah, 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 Alex Toth. Who I'm sorry, I know he has his fans, but I think he stink. Super Friends. Da, 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 I loved da, 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 shit out of Super Friends when I was a kid. But I did not love this particular oversized book, sorry to say. You got the Lone Ranger versus Mandrake the Magician here in Lone Ranger number 23. That's pretty cool. That is cool. (gasps) Love Diary. Bill, that's for you. Oh, sorry. I was trying to do a racially incentive Tonto joke. They're doing it doggy style on the back of a horse. That's balance, dude. Wow. Hmm. In the it's middle kinda, of the desert, no less. It's kind of rough on the horse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get off my back. Oh, that my sure God. That hell looks like a John Byrne cover on uh, The Many Ghosts of Dr. Graves. I don't think it is, but it looks a lot like it. Poor monster. He's about to get poked in the eye. Ow. Ow. My Marvel. eye. My eye. <laughs> I have this Marvel Adventure starring Daredevil number one. I have never read it. It's a reprint. But I have it. Modred. The I mystic. like Modred. For no discernible reason, I like Modred. I don't know why. Uh, wasn't he later? Uh, he was in the towards. Ooh, he was in the John Byrne run of um, Avengers with Chiton, right? He had and, something and, to do with the and dark, the dark hole. hole. That's all I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. Had, when when yeah. Uh, the one where you see how all the Avengers are suspended in midair. Yeah. When he, Wanda goes up to Wonder right. Girl, goes all bonkers and everything. Yeah. He has something to do with all that. When doesn't she go bonkers? Let's see. Satana. Satana. I must admit, I know nothing about Satana. She is a complete blind spot for me in the Marvel. She's the devil's daughter. Kind of figured. (laughs) Bloodstone has a hot daughter many years later. Bloodstone. Ulysses Bloodstone. Sinbad. Now, doesn't this Ulysses Bloodstone, isn't this the guy in the book that we did, Paul? The uh, the 99 Cent Avengers book? I think it is. The guy that becomes the new Count Nefaria? I think it it may be, but I'm not 100% sure. I think it is. I think he had the safari jacket on in this series. Speaking of your racial insensitivity, I remember reading Marvel Team Up uh, Spider-Man and the Sons of the Tiger, and it's chock full of it. Yeah, but it was cool. <laughs> that's that's continuing the same story from last month, which I enjoyed. Yep. yep. Mm, Master of Kung Fu. Mighty Samson, number 30's cover is 10 kinds of effed up. That's the stuff of nightmares right there. What the hell is that? <laughs> it's, it's Santa wow. Claus with the reindeer and and he's fighting him a, with a tiki umbrella from a like a like is a that, like is that a, an elf on the on the reindeer? <laughs> I didn't even notice the umbrella. Yeah, that's like a little drink umbrella you'd get wow. like a little fruity drink. What what is he fighting? Is that a bat or a bird? What the hell? Well, Mighty Samson himself looks like a combination of Thunder the Barbarian and just... from the Micronauts. I don't, I just don't get it. Wait, and there's that? a guy riding the, there's a guy riding the Santa balloon thing. See him? Oh yeah. It says a strange and furious battle explodes in the skies of New York. Get oh, it? Good Lord. New York. 
No, no, I don't want to get it. I want I nothing must, to do with it. I must find this issue just to see. Nope. Man, I tell you what, Charlton with the covers, man. That Phantom cover is bitching. I like that. Phantom well, that, that, 68. That Monster Hunters, I thought it was yeah. wasn't that, that cool until I clicked on it. There's a pretty hot-looking chick there. Yeah, all those Monster Hunter covers up till now have been really good. Number one had the Plesiosaur cover that was really cool. I have never seen this series in real life, but if I ever do, I might pick them up just for the covers. The Phantom. I like the Phantom movie that was out a few years ago. You know, Michael Bailey recommended that to me, and I started watching it one day before work and couldn't finish it, and I never went back and finished it. But I need to because I was digging it, and well, it's got a really good soundtrack. I too. like it because it's got the old, the old Phantom, which is played by Patrick McGowan in it. He's right. like he's like the ghost training the new Phantom, who's Billy Zane, and then Treat Williams is a villain in there, and it's all kinds of cool stuff in there. Oh, McGowan, you've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Richie Rich. Dead Man and the Phantom Stranger. I love it when these guys team up together. Where are we at in Planet of the Apes? What are they adapting at this point? Whoa. Are they still? Uh, I can't. I can't. You, you got gorillas on the cover. Like the war gorillas, so it could be beneath the planet of the apes. Uh-huh. I, think, I, mean, I, think it's, I think it's wrapping up beneath, I think. I should know this. God damn, that's a lot of Richie Rich. That's too much Richie Rich. It's amazing that they, that they were just okay, getting income. Look at the Luke Cage Power Man cover, and the guy's shooting a gun, and it looks like it's blasting right out of the, 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 the smoking... Um, I guess they meant to do that. There's like a billboard behind him where the guy's puffing out cigarette ring, you know, smoke yeah. rings. Right. It's like it's shooting right out of the guy's mouth. <laughs> That's exactly what it's supposed to be, though. It's supposed to be <laughs> shooting out of the billboard mouth. Smoking kills. What is that guy's name? Cockroach? Cockroach? I would, I mean, maybe it's Cucaracha. No, it's just Cockroach. Cockroach. This, it's got, an, end. It's got really... an A at the end, doesn't it? Or is that no, an H? I no, can't it's, just, it's just H. small. The cockroach. This is time it. you've really bought it, Cage. The day you bug the cockroach is the day you die. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They really I, hit the bottom of the barrel on... Uh... Yeah. And the the title of the story is The Man Who Killed Jiminy Cricket. Is it? That's what it says. Oh, you're <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, let's see what else we got here. Everybody was Kung Fu Fighter. It had Lady Shiva in it. As much as I love me some Mike Grell on Superboy, this is not a particularly good cover on uh, Superboy number 213. That space dinosaur thing just looks really kind of wonky. Not one of my favorite covers. And I'm finally going to say nice things about Ernie Chan. I love this cover on Superman number 294 where Superman is the last man on Earth. That's just a cool cover. Ah, now I bring you some Superman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I make him last man on Earth. (laughs) Wow. Underdog getting shot in the balls. What? Wait. Yep, pretty much by Simon Buster with Cad behind him. Maybe he's just neutering him. Underdog. He's taking Bob Barton's advice. I... Dig me some old underdog cartoons. Underdog. Underdog. Superman you know, said, and Batman quit Earth in World's Finest number 234, and this guy's got the audacity to say, it's really true, but why? You know, if they'd effed up your books as badly, you'd leave Earth too, dude. Yeah, but you know Underdog was a pill pill popper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had that ring where he used to, he used to have his stash. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, <laughs> woo, need to turn an underdog. Hey. Warlock yeah, number 10, that's in the Jim Starlin run. Underdog had one of the coolest theme songs, though. I could listen to that theme song all day. There's, there's a version on it. There's like a, a CD out there of cartoon uh, theme songs done by like rock groups. Oh, really? And there's a version of the underdog theme. The group is called the Butthole Surfers. Oh, <laughs> I know them. Yeah, I know them. And they, they did it. Oh, I got to hear this. Maybe the show will close with that. Are we done? Yeah, with, I'll, uh, you know what? Post, post-closing uh, credits, I'll put that song. You got to tell me the name of the album so I can hunt it down. I'll try and find it while we're talking some more. Right. Anything else 90, that's catching your eye? Are we done with September? X-Men I think we're done 90, with September, 96. but I don't, think, I don't think we're getting to October today. No? X- X-Men 996, that's the... Uh, I think this demon will see it play in later in uh, some later issues. Not, or maybe I'm, maybe I'm just thinking. Is this the one where they've got the little... Um, where they fight back the demons, and then later on, Kitty Pride has to fight the one that comes back through? Yeah, the one that comes through on Christmas Eve? Yeah. Yep. I think that's where this story started, where that story started. The Warlock. What was the Warlock? Oh, 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 yeah. Jim Starlin. Thanos versus the Magus. Wait, you're saying that this 96 story has something to do with uh, with the 143? Really? Yeah, yep. because that, that was where the demons first came through, and they was the it was the uh, the Charn or the 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 Obelisk that, that right, allowed them right. to get through, and one snuck through back through on its own, and that's the one Kitty has to take out. I gotcha. I think we did that in the Christmas issue, like a Christmas thing a few years ago. Right. Yeah, you're right. So was the Magus, not Just, to be confused with the Nagus from Deep Space Nine, but I know the, Na- the Magus. is like, like another timeline version right, of Warlock. Right, right. It's a future version of Warlock that ran the Church of Universal Truth. Yes. If I'm, right. But that is correct. I didn't, I, didn't think, I didn't know he was around this soon. He's Adam Strange with a perm. He's got that 70s perm. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. <laughs> You're a dork. <laughs> he walks the the Magus walks down the street with his own theme song. <laughs> like that video that we were watching. Like that video that we were watching of uh, that scene in Spider-Man Three with no music. <laughs> oh yeah, that was hilarious. It's cracking me up. He gets to the end of the guy's asshole. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that was cracking me up. Right, so for anybody interested, the album is called Saturday Morning Cartoons Greatest Hits, and it's got uh, various versions of cartoon songs by various artists whose names I don't really recognize, other than the Ramones doing the Spider-Man theme. Let me the Saturday Morning's Greatest Hits. Collective Souls. Saturday Morning Cartoons Greatest Hits. Ramones, Violent Femmes. Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't recognize. Yeah, the Murmurs, yeah. Matt oh, Ghost Beat Greaser Soul, Reverend Horton Heat. Okay, I think I've heard this Ramones Spider-Man one. The Bogaloos! Oh, sorry. The Bogaloos. Because I think I have this, and I think it's attributed to, like, Aerosmith or something, which I, I didn't ever think There of. is an Aerosmith version of it. Oh, is there? Okay. Yeah. Right. Maybe Open I'm... up your heart, let the sunshine in. What is that from? That's from uh, Pebbles and Bam Bam. That's right. That's right. Hong Kong Fooey. Go, Bill. Hong Kong Fooey. Number one super guy. Hong Kong Fooey, quicker than the human eye. Chicka chong, chicka chong, chicka waka waka wong, chicka chong. 
It was Scatman Crothers, man. And he voiced Hong Kong Fooey in the cartoon. I heard he was Asian. <laughs> yeah, it was a black man playing an Asian dog. <laughs> Love the Scatman. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy, all rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. 